Kia ora, very good morning everyone. Welcome into to uh, Trot's Talk. Yes, brought to you by HRNZ. Go to hrnz.co.nz for everything you need to know about the sport of harness racing. What have we got coming up over the next hour for you? Well, it's double header today. We have not only the Methven Trotting Club's meeting out of the Mount Harding, where they have an 11 race programme underway in just over an hour, 10 minutes past 12 o'clock. But we also have a return to Riverton. The first time in almost quarter of a century that they've uh, had the Riverton Trotting Clubs meeting at Riverton. And today we'll catch up with Brad Williamson, who has multiple chances there. Back to Methvin, we'll talk to Sam Thornley about getting to 100 wins in his career, but also a few chances he has there today. Carter Dalgetty, he lit it up at Addington on Friday night. The return to Addington, the first time in 2024, he drove the first three winners and then, to boot, got a winner later on in the programme, which the punters were smiling about. Zlendi, who dropped from about 240 into $1.40 at a race start time. And at the back end of the show, we'll catch up with a bloke they call the Candyman, Greg Sugars, who last night at Melton won two feature races and both horses went past a million dollars in earnings. So we'll talk to Greg Sugars just after a quarter to 12. But last Friday night, we did return to Addington Raceway. Feature racing it was too. The Group 2 Garrard's Premier Mears Championship was on. And this is what happened. Manhattan ups the ante, All-American Lover sticking on, then firmly Blackbird, Lady of the Light, she was just left a little flat-footed, trying to go at the leaders, then Joe's Rock, Love Struck sees Daylight, 27-7 off the back, Manhattan hard at work, All-American Lover travelling well from Fernley, Blackbird, Manhattan, All-American Lover has gone to her and put her head in front, Fernley, Blackbird the far side, it's All-American Lover leading at a neck on Manhattan, then came Fernley, Blackbird, but it's All-American Lover for the Checkered Army, All-American Lover by a length and a half, beat Manhattan, I reckon Carla will fly by, maybe up for third ahead of third. Yeah, brilliant performance by All-American Lover, she was the best credentialed horse in the race, therefore she had to start from the outside gate, she went back to last, she had to go around, sit parked, and quite simply, co-trainer Amanda Telford joins us, she had to be the best, as I say, a very good morning to you and congratulations on another feature race win. Good morning, Greg, and thanks very much for that. She was outstanding, wasn't she? Did that performance surprise you, or had she shown at home that she was getting back to her best? Oh, look, she hadn't been back from Auckland that long. Um, so we we sort of, um, we had a bit of a plan that Timmy didn't actually go with. So we actually were going to just go back and let her come with one run. So, yeah, it was a little bit surprising that she was as forward as what she was. Uh, Friday night, yes. She came with one run, all right. It was one run from about the 1,400 metre mark, and she kept going. We do know with her, though, Mandy, that she has great staying qualities, and they were clearly evident again on Friday night. Yeah, look, we do, Greg. She's When she's at her best, that's, that's, um, she can stay. But, yeah, like I said, we just we sort of had a plan, but... Um, as we do when drivers go out there, you know, things change and, and you know, there might have been a few words said in the, when he went around, but, uh, yeah, it worked <laughs> out for the best. He, he actually knows that, that the was, horse better than, uh, better than us, so, yeah. 
that won't be the first or the last time that happens with drivers, whether it's Tim Williams or anyone else, Mandy. But uh, sitting outside Manhattan's not normally a whole lot of fun, is it? No, no, not normally. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to sit outside them and do all the work. Like you said, she went back to last, which made it even worse, and then had to go around the whole field. And um, Tim was very happy with her after the race. He said... Uh, we, we actually had to put a new set of hobbles on her and he just reckoned that they might have stretched a bit and that was why she went rough on the turn. So we'll just check that out this week and and hopefully there's no roughness next week. That will two weeks' time. It is the Group 1 uh, in two weeks' time with Fahey Fence higher and it's over 2,600 metres and it's a random barrier draw. So all things being equal, provided she gets a fair shake at the draw, it's going to be hard for the these other mares to catch her, isn't it? Oh, look, it is. It'd be nice to actually get a good draw with her, but, you know, we'll just take what we get and, um, yeah, leave it up to Timmy, I suppose. They went a 56.7 mile rate, also very good, with an economical trip, was Kalua Flyboy. You must have loved the way she found the line. Yeah, look, it was always going to be hard for Kalua from the draw. Um, we said to, I said to Johnny, I said, you know, just drive her driving for luck and um, she's got the big one in two weeks and hopefully a better draw as well and um, yeah look, she hit the line great, she went super down at um, Invercargill the start before and she's just um, just going really good at the moment and in that sort of space Has she just grown up I suppose, she's now turned four and well in the, the new regime turned four um, was it a case of her just adapting to the next level because I know she raced a lot at group one level but the open mares is another level isn't it yeah, another level and um like she's she was always placed in them group group races she was always thereabouts behind as we know the milled Nike situation but um take her out of it and they're probably an even bunch now um and you know she just yeah she did she she actually went down to big race for oh from Roxburgh to the Invercargill meeting and he was just very happy with her. I think the trip away as well, you know, that sort of helped her grow up and and she's just in a good space at the moment. And both of them have come through it well and now we obviously know they're going to be Friday week uh, in the Group 1, one of only a couple for the Open Mares, so they're a very important race, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, look, they've both come through their runs well. They've just had a quiet weekend and they'll start at it again tomorrow and... Um, yeah, we'll just work them down into that, that race in two weeks' time. You lead the Premiership at the moment. 16 wins from just 61 starters. You've made a right raw start to 2024, you and Steve, haven't you? Yeah, he sort of, uh, he had a, quite a big team up there. So he, he sort of held them back ready to go at the beginning of the season. And and um, we haven't got as many down here, but we're... We're trying our best, and, yeah, it's it's good to get a fly on it. It sort of makes it easier. Tell me about the new property, and I know there's been some challenges, depending on who you talk to, real challenges. <laughs> How close are we to being established at Rolleston uh, in, in, in a final capacity, if you like? Where, where's, the, uh, where's the base at at the moment? Oh, look, Greg, we actually moved all the horses here last Monday, um, so we have no horses at Dancing on Moonlight now. So they're all getting trained here at Rolleston, um, or Weedens, whatever they like to call it. But um, actually, Steve Stockman's down 
uh, I think it's Tuesday to do the final run through the barn. Uh, we have all sawdust in the boxes, so they're all ready to go. Everything's ready to go. It's just getting that final tick of approval. Oh, that's great news because I know it's been a it's been a challenge uh, for many reasons, but uh, it'll be wonderful once uh, everything is operational and going. And it's going to be really interesting to see the difference, I suppose, in training at Dancing on Moonlight, which is an established property. And and do you need to get your bearings where you are now? Is it is it completely different? Is the track faster? All of that sort of stuff. It all plays a part, doesn't it? It does because we've actually got a straight track here as well, which um, you know, just learning how to use the straight track. Um, Timmy and Johnny um, have been great with, you know, a bit of advice on that, both working at Mark's. Um, so, yeah, it's just the tracks actually, it was a bit heavy when we first got here. We moved uh, the race team here mid, I think it was mid-December. So we had um, most of the race team here from mid-December. And the track was heavy. So, you know, they weren't working the times that we'd normally work at Dancing on Moonlight. But we just had to adjust to that, and uh, the horses have adjusted, and it it seems to be working well. Yeah. Excellent. What are we expecting, or what can we expect from your babies now that they've turned two? Many of them far away from making public appearances. No, we've actually qualified three already. Um, yep, I saw that. So yeah, so we've qualified three. Um, in the next few weeks, there's quite a few from my base I know rolling out. So, um, yeah, some of them will troll and go out. Some some mightn't get patrols, but there's about uh, 25 to 30 here in work now. So, right. um, big, big old it go. It won't be fast. It won't <laughs> Hitting the track, um, yeah, we've, like, yeah, like I said, yeah, qualified three, uh, one went or two. No, one's went to the paddock and the other two are still in work and um, looking for races, yeah. Got a favourite at the moment or is that a little bit unfair? Uh, no, no, the, the filly that we've qualified and she's won both her trials, Music Mistress, she goes she goes quite well. And then, Home in 57 for 28 8, I see last time. Yeah, yeah, no, she's she's quite a nice filly, Um done everything we asked of her and there's one actually I don't know what his race name is um what's he by he's he's actually a better delight out of Isabel Anvil that goes all right yeah okay all right yeah. one, one to post down in about three to four weeks so yeah excellent all right it's busy time appreciate you coming on great stuff on Friday night hey just quickly on uh RDB Mickey what was the uh, upshot there? I see in the Stites report, bit of a, a slow recovery. Yeah, look, she had a bit of a slow recovery, Greg. It was a, it was a big step up in grade for her. Um, I think Kimmy just got a little bit excited. But, um, yeah, we'll just get her checked out early in the week and just take it easy with her and um, probably head to another Southern Oaks heat. So, yeah. All right. All right. We'll keep, uh, keep an eye on that when she heads down there and appreciate you coming on this morning. No worries, Greg, any time. All right, that's uh, Amanda Telfer, who and her brother Steve lead the Premiership at the moment. They don't have anything going to Methvin today, but the man who is there will be doing the on-course MC, puts the fields together, does all that sort of business. Uh, Richard Bromley, very good morning to you, Bromers. Good morning to you, Greg. How are you? Uh, I'm well, thank you. How's the Mount Harding looking for the 11-race program you have ahead of you? 
Yeah, beautifully at the moment. There's uh, not a breath of wind. There's already 550 people here from the clubs New Zealand situated in the home straight there, and the people are starting to waltz in. So, no, she's um, idyllic conditions, and overheads are spot on. It's probably about 25, 26 already. I know the wind's supposed to get up later on this afternoon, but at the moment she's picture perfect. All right. Have you done the form for us? No doubt you have. That's a stupid question. What have you found for us is probably a, a better one. Uh, a couple of value. I think the Mr. Value on one of them. One's Franco Newport race three, number eight. I see it open about eight dollars last night. It's into five fifty at the moment. It's had four or five runs, sort of education runs more or less. But um, Craig's on for six McRae, so I think it'd be very, very hard to beat in race number three. That's eight Franco Newport. And the old reliable on reports in race number four. It's drawn in handy at number two. Grant McStay trains. Johnny Morrison does the driving. We always know with on report, Poys puts his hand up, and today hopefully he can go a couple better and get a win in the in the form line. But it's been very very consistent of late, so you can not do worse by putting those two in a bit of a multi place multi anyway for a couple for you. And in the last, I think Razor's Edge will be pretty tough to beat in the last third run back from a prep. I think it's ready to strike for the Giddis family. All right, uh, I think Jim got his hundredth win the other day too. So yeah. congratulations mm. uh, to him, uh, Franco Newport. Yep, nine dollars into six dollars. Maybe you're right. The place way to go might be uh, a nice option. Two dollars and thirty cents on report. So consistent. Loves the grass. Grant McStay, John Morrison again. Two dollars thirty, and then was the last race, wasn't it? Um, Final yeah, race on the program. Two eighty, so each way value. Yeah, eight fifty, two dollars and eighty cents. So uh, raises edge. Uh, Richard's third, maybe for the place multi. You take two thirty times two thirty times two eighty. You're getting pretty nice sort of a price there, Richard. Um, probably a, close to fifteen dollars. So, yeah, that'd be quite nice, wouldn't it? So uh, plenty of people going to be on course today. Obviously, the club stays uh, enormous. And what's the next meeting? There would be the Horrorata meeting, is it? Horrorata meeting in a fortnight, Greggy, the 11th of February, so um, everything's in position for that, so more or less a shadow of the meeting today, but yes, they run here in a fortnight, and of course we're back here in April for our last meeting of the calendar season anyway for the Methan Trotting Club, so yeah, a lot happening in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, how, how's things gone out there? How's the club situated? Because they are uh, one of the strongest in the country. Yeah, absolutely, they're yeah, flying. Uh, they've got a, sort of, a lot of things in the pipeline uh, over the next sort of 18 months or two, uh, two years. If you know you've been out here, you would have seen the new stable block that's been positioned in the middle. Uh, there is word of more um, new stabling block going up as well as that new one that's in there at the moment. I've just had the commentator stand recladded. It looks a picture as well. So there's a lot happening in the next 18 months or 24 months here in the, down at Mount Harding. So, yeah, looking good, looking very good. All right. Really appreciate you coming on. Uh, enjoy the afternoon there. How wouldn't you with the conditions that you've uh, described for us. Thanks for your time here on Trots Talk, Richard. Good as gold. Thanks, Greg. All right, there is Richard Bromley out of the Mount Harding. That's the first segment done and done on Trots Talk, brought to you by HRNZ. Still to come, our Southern Man segment with Sam Thornley, his chances at Methan, and a bit of a milestone he's just achieved. And Brad Williamson out of Riverton, where, if you're thinking, where's Blair Orange? He's not at Methan today. He's at Riverton, and the reason he's there... He's never driven there before. They haven't raced there for 24 years. He thought, why not? I'll go down there, have a spin around the Riverton track. So we'll talk to Sam Thornley, Brad Williamson, when we return. I'm a southern man, and I'm so brilliant. I got the south in my blood, and I'm going to be here till I'm dead and Yes, it is Southern Man segment time on Trot's Talk, brought to you by HRNZ, the first of our guests. 
hit a milestone recently. It was at the Marlborough meeting on the first day last week. It was uh, Sam Thornley getting the business done with Musclebank. Leader boys invasion going well. Zazoe tickled up in the trail. Then came Marsali from hell of a moment in the straight. Boys invasion skipped two and a half clear from Zazoe. Then came Idle Stewartia wider out hell of a moment. But it's boys invasion and cruise control. Musclebank rocketing home wider from Zazoe. Boys invasion at the hundred two clear. Musclebank Zazoe hell of a moment. Boys invasion. Musclebank coming quickly. Oh, Musclebank she's roaring over the top and Musclebank for a ginormous win. Beats Boys Invasion, Zazoe third. Hell of a moment, I think, just for... Yeah, it was a big performance by Muscle Bank. Backed it up, of course, uh, on the Sunday, driven on both occasions by Sam Thornley. As I say, very good morning to you, Sam. Congratulations on getting past three figures. Morning, Greg. Thanks for that. <clears throat> uh, did you see it coming? Did you know it was coming? And how satisfying? No, it was a bloody satisfying satisfying to get there it had uh, been a while I got stuck in the 90s for a while and then I got suspended which didn't help but now it's a big thrill to get there just thanks for all the support that I've had from a lot of good people yeah you certainly have of course starting out uh, with Fred Fletcher and these days at Tolman Lodge with Ken Barron and Blair Orange let's just talk a little bit about that before we get into how you been going of course you had two wins uh, midweek with Fovo Gambler and Maui so uh, the run continues but you must be gleaning a lot from those two gentlemen given that uh, both of them are past four figures Ken obviously not driving these days but um, how much help are they giving you? Yeah no it's been bloody good since I started there they're just so helpful that Blair and Ken are always giving advice and they're always happy to help and give pointers so now it's just bloody good and I'm very thankful a couple of uh, senior junior drivers, if you like, have now become open drivers, most notably uh, Sarah O'Reilly, who's been dominating premierships and Australasian championships and the like. So do you reassess your goals because of that? Do you do you sit down and think to yourself, right, what, what can I achieve in 2024, or is that not the makeup of Sam Thornley? Oh, no, I'm not really too worried. Just hopefully I do do better than I did last year. That's what I try to do every year, and so far I have. So, no, it'd be good to get to 50 winners and stay up there on the premiership again this year would be good. Yep, you certainly got close uh, in 2023 with the 47 wins. Like I said, a couple of wins uh, midweek already. <coughs> find your, your way to the Methan track today. Uh, tell me, how do you find that driving-wise, and are there any special intricacies that you need to... Uh, I suppose, change or think about while you're out there, or is Methan a pretty fair track? No, I think it's a pretty fair track. I love driving at Methan. It's a great surface, and there's always great people here, and the racing's pretty even. Probably going to drive a bit more patient than I normally do, so <laughs> hopefully I'll do that today, and we should be right. You can tend to lean forward a little bit, Sam, but the punters love that. They like that. They like to know that you're going to be positive. Uh, you've got a handful of drives, maybe a one more than that uh, today. What have you got? Half a dozen. Um, we'll we'll run through them. Mr. Blue Sky, the first of those in race two, about 25 to one for Barry Ward. Probably just needs to lift a wee bit because, let's face it, it's had 29 goes to break the maiden status. Yeah, no, it does need to lift a bit. It's, uh, it does have the ability. I think I've driven it to place a couple of times and it's gone good, but then it's gone a lot of disappointing ones too. So just hopefully it gets a bit of luck. It's got a handy draw, so no, hopefully it goes right. One for Debbie Flint and race number three is Shapely, about $16. Any chance today? Yeah, it's been uh, going really good. It's just had no luck. It's um, 
it's never really gone a bad race, but it just nothing seems to go right for it. So hopefully it gets away good and gets to sit on the fence, and it could be a sneaky place chance. Yeah, she's actually been going some good races, like you say, without a whole lot of luck. So uh, it might be one to, to chuck into your top three, top four type of bet. Fly away. Uh, this one for John McDermott. Uh, excellent last time and no reason to think uh, that she won't be competitive again. No, it, was, it had been disappointing for a while there. And then last week it threw in a good race. So hopefully it's on the way up again. And it's definitely got the ability, but it just um, needs to do everything right. So it could be a chance. Just Holler's record at Meffin is very good. This one trained by Ken Barron, of course. Uh, $15, is that a fair reflection of its chances? Because Tempo Warrior, Commander Bean, Casino Action, they're all pretty nice sort of horses. What are you hoping for with Just Holler today? Uh, well, hopefully he steps away and finds the front would be good because he, uh, he hasn't been going that bad, but he doesn't try him behind and he's just been getting back in his races. But he's got back to grade where he's off the front again and he's a good stand start horse so it'd be good to put him in it and if he tries a bit harder today yep well he's only had the three starts there and he's won on a couple of occasions just going back one race beat the COVID for Costa Hare uh, this mare can really trot yeah no it's definitely got the ability it's uh, one good win at one and it's done a couple of things wrong things wrong lately but uh, if it trots it's got to be a chance and Ruby's a delight, another one for John McDermott. That's your drive in race number nine. Uh, consistent mare, isn't she? And, and always always a threat. Maybe not a winning chance today, but a first four chance? Yeah, hopefully she's a first four chance. She always tries hard. It's probably a big field and not the best draw, but no, she'll, she'll be trying hard anyway. And hey, tonight comes up with a nice barrier draw. $14 is the price around the Barry Ward trained mare in the last. Yeah, hey, tonight... Uh, if it comes, like you don't know what it's going to do, but if it comes in the right mood, it's a chance, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. But uh, it's got a good draw, and it's been going consistent lately, so hopefully it's uh, up there handy. Hey, Sam, for our SENZ Trots Talk listeners, what do you think's the best each-way chance for you today? Uh, probably Just Holler, just getting back off the front should be make a huge difference for him, and uh, if he gets everything his own way, it could be a good chance. All right, just holler on the each-way basis in race number six for Sam Thornley. Congratulations again on getting past 100. Uh, we wish you well around Methven today, mate. No, perfect. Thanks for that. Thanks for having me. No, no problem at all. That is uh, young driver to follow, Sam Thornley. Certainly doing uh, a good job and uh, always uh, a chance in uh, the races that he lines up in because... Pretty much, he puts him in the race, which is always good. Just trying to track down Brad Williamson, not having a whole lot of luck. But the Riverton meeting, yes, Riverton on the grass at their home venue. First time in 24 years, as I understand it. 10 race program getting underway at 20 minutes past 12. He's not having any luck getting hold of Brad, who has multiple chances today, uh, including a couple that he trains in the Matthew and Nathan Williamson Racing Stables, Tony Mack, who is not without a chance. And we'll find out more from Brad Williamson because he's with us now. Morning to you, Brad. Morning, Greg. How are you? Yeah, excellent, thanks. Thanks for taking the time out. Uh, I know you'll be getting to the venue of Riverton, which is something a bit different, something pretty cool, mate. You obviously wouldn't have driven there before because they haven't raced there in a long time. That's right. Yeah, no, it's something pretty cool. Uh, I think for a lot of people that are uh, heading there today... Um, 
I'm not sure if there's anyone that has raced there. I'm not sure. I think it's been about 25 years or something since I have more. So, uh, yeah, something pretty cool for sure. All right, looking forward to seeing uh, what you think of your chances today. Early in the day, Dignify and uh, Ladybug. Ladybug is a mare on debut for Craig Lorison, but Dignify wouldn't be the worst in race number two for Alistair Black. Yeah, no, I think uh, Dignify um, is a pretty good winning chance, Craig, to be fair. Um, he's, uh, he's, he's had his chance on uh, a few occasions um, thus far in his career to win, and he hasn't really... Um, put his hand up and uh, shown that he was, um, you know, going as well as what we'd probably hope. But in saying that, his last start uh, was a massive turnaround uh, in form for what he'd been racing, and he hit the line really hard without much luck. So um, he's a good, definitely a good winning chance in that race. All right, 421.65, his price. Just mentioned the Matthew and Nathan Williamson Racing Stables is the fourth on the programme. What, they just leave you out of the race name? Didn't want you to be part of it? <laughs> yeah, either that or I probably couldn't afford to help them out with it, Brad. Um, well, well no, I, I was thinking, I was thinking that, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was well, thinking that. Two chances, yeah. Tony Mack, Nightwatch. That's right. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably lean towards Nightwatch being the better chance for the two, Greg. Um, obviously, being a two thousand metre stand um, makes it very hard for horses drawn uh, thirteen. In the stand, I think Tony Mack comes up with about five the second row, so um, makes his chances very, very hard. But um, Nightwatch is a good, good first four chance. I think uh, Life of Clear Oranges is uh, the one to beat in that race because it's, uh, it's steeped so quickly and it's 2,000 metres, so it'll be very hard to catch. All right, Blythe uh, is the one to beat, according to Brad Williamson, who trains uh, Tony Mack and Nightwatch. Taxman's long in race five. What about Domination's call in race eight? Yeah, um, I think he's a he's a, a good chance of um, running second. I think uh, Greg, the way that I see it, um, his form has been really good. He raced in behind um, Loving the Port in, in that high grade last start, and uh, you know it's going to be very hard to beat Jimmy Carter um, being in there off thirty metres over such a long distance race. But um, I think you know if everything panned out perfectly for him, uh, he's a good chance of running second. Yeah, Jimmy Carter thrown into that, it looks like. That's why he's opened a dollar and seventy cents. Uh, right as and Eddie James complete your day, which one should our SENZ listeners have their dollar each way on? Uh, yeah, probably lead a little bit towards right as out of those two, Greg, um, just as a just as a wee place chance because um Eddie, it is a bit of a drop down in grade from what he raced last start, he's in a um yeah, slightly weaker field than he met the other day, and uh, he's also quite good on grass. So um, probably him. Um, you know, don't know enough about Eddie James and uh, how how he's going. So um, yeah, we might. He's, he's a take on trust job, I think, for me. Don't know if you're aware of it, but you are sitting training wise on 99 wins. So you're on the verge of a milestone, but we hope that can uh, be achieved today, mate. So uh, things are going well in the training ranks, aren't they? Yeah, no, yep, everything's good. It's uh, always something uh, that's a bit of a challenge, as, as we know. It's not an easy game, but um, every time you get a winner, uh, it'll be sort of make it worth it, you know? Yep, absolutely. Hey, appreciate you coming on. Uh, go well round Riverton. Enjoy it, mate. She's big, wide-open spaces there, so hopefully there's plenty of room for you and your horses. Yep, no, I'm sure it'll be a great day. Cheers, Greg. There he is, Brad Williamson.
Yeah, 99 wins, so uh, about to get uh, to three figures. Young man doing some, some excellent things, and he's got the breeding uh, to go okay in the game, hasn't he? All right, short break for us here on Trot Stalk, brought to you by HRNZ. On the other side, we'll continue our young person's look, if you like. Carter Del Getty's on fire. Huru the leader, Zlendi quickly onto the scene up on the outside, went to second from Toby Tombi, then Milu better with Bling and Franco Tim, Huru leads, Zlendi has had to work hard, third quarter 28.7, then Toby Tombi, Huru lifting, Zlendi a half a length away, Huru still going well from Zlendi, then came Milu, Zlendi up on the outside from Huru has an advantage, Zlendi getting tired, Huru trying to rally, but Zlendi first up after a long, long time and that is some sort of effort there's four for Carter Del Getty Zlendi, superb beat home Huru yeah, outstanding performance by Zlendi also by driver Carter Del Getty who joins us on the phone morning to you Carter congratulations on uh, Friday night four anywhere's hard to do at Addington Raceway including the first three on the return, the first race meeting of 2024 yeah, it must have all just been unfolding beautifully in front of you. Yeah, you're exactly right. You never really turn up to a race meeting thinking you win four, but uh, sometimes you've got to sit back and let it happen. That's pretty much what happened. Some pretty nice horses you were driving. Obviously, the maiden trot with Orlando Express was good, but all you need is me as impressed in two starts to date. Um, there doesn't seem to be any sign of her not getting any better, mind you. She's out of a champion race mare and adore me. Yeah, you're exactly right. She sort of um, goes to the races with a bit of a reputation just because of her breeding. But uh, to be honest, she wasn't uh, brilliant really early on. It's sort of only the last month or so when she's had the race that she uh, really improved. And yeah, even on Friday night, it was, it was quite a big effort, I thought, um, being only a second start. So hopefully if she keeps doing that, she might end up with some of the bigger races. Yeah, she was taking on some pretty handy sort of horses. What is the plan, or is there a plan? Um, we sort of just wanted to see how she measured up on Friday, and she really put her hand up. So we'll most likely go next Friday night in a three-year-old Phillies race, and then uh, she goes well on that. Well, she's probably going to earn a spot in uh, Northern Oaks. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how she goes that way round. Have you done a lot with her right-handed at home? Uh, we actually have, to be honest. Uh, we train most of ours both way around, so hopefully it's not an issue. All right, Bryson DeChambeau, brilliantly named by Brad Reed. Of course, he's a reasonably handy golfer. Doesn't do things orthodox, but i tell you what this horse does. Very, very impressive on debut. Yeah, he was. Uh, he's sort of come out of nowhere, this horse. He's sort of a big, weird American idea, and... Um, I do love his name, so hopefully he can keep living up to it, but, <coughs> excuse me, um, yeah, I think he'll only get better, uh, he might only have one, maybe two more starts, and then he'll head to the paddock, but he's the sort of horse that hopefully we can target uh, the bigger three-year-old races later in the year. Alright, are you a golfer, Carter? Do you swing the club? Um, I love the game, uh, it's just wanting time to play it. Right, okay, that's... Uh, not ideal, but you're busy, as you are right now, because you're heading uh, to Meff. And just before we get there, not often do they come five wide down the back from about the 550 metre mark and still win when they're fresh up first time in a very long time, but Zlendi did that. 
he's a big boy, isn't he? And he's got a big, big motor. He sure does. Uh, when Bob handed the reins over to me, he gave me a lot of confidence. So uh, it's always nice for trainers to do that. But yeah, the feel he gave me, it was um, sort of a very strong, good horse feel. So do what he did first up for such a long time, um, you just don't see that at all. So I really think he's a horse that most likely going to go to the top. All right, great night for you on uh, Friday night. What about today, the uh, rejuvenated Woodley Jewel, since joining your mum and dad's barn takes her place, and I, I was reading that if she goes well today, you might even have a look at the big dance, the Group 1 uh, Friday week at Addington. Yeah, that's right. She's sort of been a bit of a fine for us, really. Uh, only really hit her a couple of months, but her improvement has been significant, so we thought uh, we'd give her a go again. Oh, we've just lost Carter there. I'm picking he's on his way to Methven, and there are a couple of dead spots. He was just about to tell us that Woodley Jewel should just about be winning race number seven, and if she does, she might be making her way to the Group 1 Fahey fence hire when uh, they go there, Addington, Friday week. So Woodley Jewel, his best drive today. I don't think there's any doubt about that, not telling you anything you didn't know. What I did want to ask him about was Casino Action, who raced against the better two- and three-year-olds. Carter, you're back with us. Woodley Jewel, you'll be hoping that she performs up to her optimum again today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, not going to be easy from out there, but uh, her last start uh, was uh, quite quite satisfying really just improved coming off the helmet so yeah I'm going into this race pretty confident Alright what about Casino Action in the race preceding that race number 6 Yeah we'll try them in a standing start here just because uh, we're probably going to have to go on a few of those later on so I'm going to get a bit of break but I'm just being first up with a break in the standing start um, quite just taking time with them and uh, yeah we probably will benefit Alright, there are a couple of good drives, longer odds about Military Girl in race two and Wahimo Hannah, so clearly your best drive today, Woodley Jewel? Yeah, it would be Woodley Jewel, just off her last two starts and she seems like at home, she's only going to get better. Alright, appreciate your time, know you're heading to the track, go well and uh, yeah, hopefully you'll salute again today, that will complete a great week for you. Congratulations again on Friday night. Thanks, Gregor. We'll try and do it again. Righto. That's Carter Getty on his way to the Mount Harding. Time for us to take our final break here on Trot's Talk. Brought to you by HRNZ. On the other side, we're going to cross the ditch, catch up with Greg Sugars, who had a night to remember at Melton last night. Welcome back in to Trot's Talk and your home straight with Greg O'Connor. And we're about to head across the Tasman because this happened last night in the Casey Classic. Bulletproof boy heading off the back straight, three metres in front of Hurricane Harley. Felt four now, better eclipse third. Don't stop dreaming, coming out three wide. And he's starting to close pretty quickly now, the Kiwi. Then Triple Eight and Arg off the back in 27 9 for the third quarter. And Bulletproof boy led, better eclipse got out off the pegs. Don't stop dreaming's going with him, and the two favourites sweep to the lead. It's Don't Stop Dreaming and Better Eclipse kicking back. Better Eclipse and Don't Stop Dreaming. It's Better Eclipse in front. 
one. He chases the million dollars and he got it. Better Eclipse won it. Better Eclipse and those to Don't Stop Dreaming. And yeah, outstanding racehorses. Better Eclipse, of course, he won the Chariots. He's been across here. He's finished second in an Inter-Dominion final. And now he's a million-dollar earner on a remarkable night for the Lara J Farms team because not only did he go past a million, Just Believe is a millionaire too, and uh, Greg Sugars has driven both of them and was on the line, but we've just lost him. We'll try and get him uh, back up because uh, that was an incredible night for them. Better Eclipse beating the Kiwi. Don't stop dreaming. Yes, Mark Purden back in Australia, first time in a couple of years, and he's taken this very smart four-year-old there to not only go around in last night's Casey Classic, but obviously the Hunter Cup and then potentially to Sydney. But Greg just saying, what a night for Lara J. A couple of millionaires in the barn now. Better Eclipse and Just Believe. As I say, a very good morning to you. Yeah, good morning. Um, yeah, quite unbelievable, really. Uh, it's hard enough to you know to think you're going to have one millionaire in the stable, but to have two do it a half an hour apart from each other was uh, something very special. Yeah, this must be an incredible time for you and Jess, and, and it has been for the last 12, 18 months. These two very genuine horses, I think that's a fair way to describe them because I see the affection that you two have for them, and a lot of that comes down to the willingness of the horse. Yeah, absolutely. No, um, obviously their race track, track deeds are, um, you know, speak for themselves. They're, they're, they're quite uh, quite lovely horses, and uh, I've keep getting the job done for us but um yeah around the place they're just such lovely lovely animals and um they've certainly got a real special place in our hearts that's for sure greg beating don't stop dreaming who you haven't seen a lot of certainly not in the flesh last night the winning of that coming underneath them around the last bend yeah absolutely no i was very impressed with uh the way he went obviously uh i've seen him race uh plenty of times um on, on the on the TV, and he's a extremely talented young horse on the way up. And um, yeah, you think he'll only be improved in the run. I know he's been well documented. He had uh, a couple of little issues and setbacks um, leading it into this trip. So um, yeah, he performed extremely well. I think under the circumstances, and you think that run will only uh, benefit him um, moving into next week. Greg, is it good to have Mark Purden back in town? It's been a wee while, a couple of years uh, since he's been there in Victoria. And I, I know they're great rivals once you get on the track, but um, he's a class horseman, so that just lifts the carnival, I suppose. Absolutely, yeah. No, it's, it's been a while since we've seen Mark here in, in person. So, um, yeah, it was really great. Um, I think he had, had a wonderful time catching up with a lot of old friends uh, last night. And, um, yeah, the, the horse is actually staying here with us at Lara J Farm. So... Um, yeah, very special to, um, to to have him here and um, watch him work his magic. Can you glean anything out of him, Greg? Do you watch him and think, mm, what's, he, what's he up to today? Because um, he's a different character, Marcus, but one thing we both know is he's an outstanding horseman. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's one thing about this game. You never stop learning and there's something you can pick up from everyone, whether it be right or wrong. Um, so, yeah, we'll be keeping a close eye on him this week and... Uh, uh, my dealings with Mark over the years, he doesn't give a lot away. <laughs> no, but, um, correct. Yeah, no. Great, great, uh, great to have him here. It's, uh, it was actually a real compliment that, uh, yeah, Purden Racing were, were happy to send uh, their horses over here for you know, a brief stint there a few months back. And uh, to come over here with a horse like this is uh, a real feather in our cap.
Yep, he's a great man, great man to glean stuff off, but you're right, he, does, uh, he doesn't say a lot about it, but just watching him around the horses is incredible. Just believe, just keeps, the role just keeps going. Dullard Cup for him last night. Yeah, yeah, he's just, you know, an outstanding horse. He just loves racing and uh, just keeps getting the job done. So, um, yeah, it was a bit of an afterthought to go around last week. We were uh, obviously being a little fresh up the week before at Ballarat. We were a little bit concerned that uh, the run may have jaded him and we were protecting him for next week's big assignment in the Great Southern Star. But, um, yeah, he, he came through. Uh, the night pistol at Ballarat incredibly well and uh, we're happy to go around last night and uh, it was, yeah, he couldn't have scripted it any better for him. It was a nice soft run with the dash up the straight and, um, yeah, he's in wonderful order uh, moving forward for next week's big race. Yeah, he beat his arch rivals again, Queen Elida, Mufasa, Metro, Olavici. I'll be getting sick of seeing the back end of Just Believe, but you you won't be uh, <laughs> won't be too worried about that. Next week is a big go. Obviously, the Great Southern Star he'll handle again, I am sure, uh, and better eclipse goes round in the Hunter Cup. You know what my next question's going to be. You know where I'm heading here. We've got a reasonable yep. race coming up in April and a couple of others in and around it too. Are we any closer, or do we just get through next week and then start making some more firm plans with both of these horses? Yeah, I suppose we're getting a little bit closer. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, we've said all along we're trying not to, you know, lock in any plans until after next week's uh, feature races here. But uh, I'm sure shortly after uh, next weekend, um, yeah, we'll be able to lock it in as to to what our plans are. All right. Well, we know we've had you here before with uh, with Better Eclipse, and it was great to have him here. We would love to see him again, and we'd really love to see Just Believe. I'm I'm sure that. Uh, the harness racing fans in New Zealand uh, want to see this horse because his deeds in the last couple of years have been nothing short of remarkable. Really appreciate you taking the time out to chat to us uh, this morning. No Maryborough for you today? Sunday off? No, no day off for me. So we're yeah, just pottering around the farm doing a few odd jobs and, um, yeah, just uh, reflecting on uh, a wonderful night last night. Yep, on your two millionaires. Congratulations to you and Jess and uh, all the very best for next Saturday night. Hope the horses have come through the run well and are in uh, the top order for next week. Thanks for your time again. No worries at all. Thank you. All right, that's Greg Sugars, the man they call the candy man, who once again delivered last night along with his wife, uh, Jess, when Better Eclipse beat the Kiwi Don't Stop Dreaming and the Casey Classic lead up, of course, to next week's Hunter Cup, where they'll have to face Leap to Fame, who just strolled around last night at about a 54-5 mile rate, Albion Park, uh, beat his stablemate Tim's a trooper and uh, just did it in pretty stock standard uh, leap to fame sort of fashion. He'll be at Melton next week and looking forward to seeing uh, him take them on again in the Hunter Cup. But he's in good form. Better eclipse and Greg's right. Don't stop dreaming. will only improve off the back of that. That's just about it. Trot's Talk for this Sunday, brought to you by HRNZ. A big thank you to all of our guests. Of course, we caught up with uh, Amanda Telfer, co-trains with her brother Steve. They got the business done with All-American Lover, who was breaking bread, by the way. And uh, there's a relation in the sale coming up in Auckland on the 18th. Richard Bromley live from the track. Sam Thornley, who's at Meffin. Brad Williamson, who's at Riverton. Carter Delgetti, who's at Meffin. And, of course, Greg Sugars, who was at Melton last night. And uh, just gave us the update on their two millionaire stars out of Lara J Farms. Good luck to you on uh, the punt today. First underway out of Methan, 10 past 12, 20 past 12 for Riverton. That's been Trot's Talk. Big thank you to Robbie, who's 
more interested in tennis these days, so we'll leave him off the Trots Talk show. Till next week, I'll talk to you then.